Crosstown Conversations, um, and I am kind of broadcasting today in a way from Bayou Road. Of course, I'm in the studio at WBOK on Gentilly Boulevard, but um, we're, we're doing a show today about uh, the resurgence of Bayou Road. Now, um, I have five guests lined up to be on the show, and believe it or not, not one of them is here yet. So they must be really busy and cranking over there. But I'm going to call out their names, and anybody listening who knows any of them, give them a call and say, come on now, you're supposed to be over here at WBOK at 1639 Gentilly Boulevard. So we're talking about Mike Laws, who owns the Half Shell Restaurant, Melissa Woods and Michelle Burton Otis, owners of Cupcake Fairies, Alvin Reese, owner of Club Caribbean, Vera Warren Williams, longtime founder and owner of the, of the Community Book Center, and, um, you know, we got a couple other people who can't, I know can't make it, Shana Sassoon from the Pagoda, but we'll talk about that. And Beverly McKenna, who is definitely one of the seminal people who um, made things happen over there. She had a conflict, as it turned out. But Laws, Woods, Burton Otis, Alvin Reese, Vera, come on over. Anybody who knows them, tell them we're waiting for them. In the meantime, I'm going to get started on the story because it's it's a really interesting story. I don't like being an extemporaneous uh, speaker on the radio show. I always tease that I'm not Rachel Maddow, but um, I got some Rachel in me, but not uh, as a broadcaster. But here goes. So my road has a really interesting history. It starts out as the original pathway for the Native American population of New Orleans, um, and region from the bayou to the river. Now, why is that important? That's important because the other way to get into what has become New Orleans was to wind your way up all those curves of the Mississippi River, which took a long time, and a lot of explorers got lost and never quite made it up. So why the Native Americans were friendly to Bienville in the first place who is often credited with the founding of the European part of our city anyway, um, I don't know because I guess it's people just really didn't know that we're living here what European domination was going to mean. Uh, they'd come to know it, um, so unfortunately uh, it wasn't necessarily a pretty picture, but um, things were happening. And um, it, you can't stop things from happening sometimes, so um, you make the best of it. Um, and Banville shows the visitors how to get from the bayou, which is connected to Lake Pontchartrain, to the river. Um, if you came through the lake into the bayou, it was a much quicker shortcut ride and you came up through the Wrigley's, of course, into the city. So that becomes almost literally the first road in the city of New Orleans. And, of course, it's still there. Now, fast forward. Oh, oh also, I want to, before I fast forward, there was a very important Indian marketplace right there at Bayou Road and kind of Dorgenois, let's, let's say. Um, that was that building that you are familiar with at, at that corner, which became a public market. And you know, we had many public markets in the city, especially during the 30s. That was a, 
a development where farmers could come and sell their things. And so it, it, it morphs from Indians to farmers to um, now it is um, is a cultural center, really, uh, and, and a religious center in, in, a, in a way of the people who um, are, are occupying that and selling uh, Afrocentric goods, um, I would say, but uh, things that everybody wants to buy. Um, but then let's fast forward to about 1972. That's when um, I came into the city and I moved on to Esplanade Avenue. Uh, and I came over to Bayou Road, of course, and it was awfully quiet. You have no idea how quiet. If you if you saw what it was like this past Jazz Fest, is, which is really what triggered my interest in doing the show, you would be astounded to think about what it was like in the early 70s. The only business that I remember being open was the shoemaker. Little old guy still making shoes, doing a beautiful job uh, repairing shoes. There was um, a kind of restaurant slash, I think a lot of the bookies from the, from the uh, connected to the racetrack kind of hung out there. Um, somebody call and correct me on that, but that's my impression. And, of course, Broadview Seafood right around the corner that, again, is there to this day, um, occupied at the time by uh, primarily an Italian population, occupied now by um, Vietnamese owners, but still serving our uh, treasured seafood, especially, of course, crawfish during crawfish season. So that's a big stopping off point for a lot of folks. Um, <clears throat> so what happened? Um, it was very slow, and it took a good while. Vera Warren Williams is probably one of the first citizens that moved on to the block with her community book center, which she has worked very hard to keep alive during very lean years when there wasn't any action on the streets and all credit to her because you would have to consider that the spark for that for that area. She she gets in there and she sells books, she sells some decorative arts and um and just her presence. She is such a spiritually rich person and I think she and her family and friends really um generated this feeling about the place of, of community, not just business, really, but community, hence the name Community Book Center, which makes so much sense. She works the festivals on occasion. She's done some essence um, shops, and, and but th this has been her life, working on that street. She is the one, by the way, always, I always believe in a credit, especially for people who do things for the city, for nothing, and they don't get a lot of money out of it, so what do they get? They can, they should get a little credit, which doesn't always happen. But she's the one who said, we have to keep our bricks. When post-storm, they were, uh, the city was coming in to help rebuild, and they were totally prepared to create a new street with new whatever, asphalt. I don't know what they were thinking about. But she said, nope, we want to keep our old brick street. Because that's how old the street is again. Now, when they put the bricks in, I really don't know. But it was quite a while ago. But she says, we want to keep the bricks. And they have. And by the way, it wasn't easy because the, the street is not exactly even, especially after the storm, as you know, all over the city. This, the streets are, are rugged, not just because they weren't taken care of, but because the storm kind of erupted the grounds um, underneath them. So she, she makes that point and, and keeps that historic character. I think it's the um, I Am That I Am Church, if I have that name exactly right, I hope, that 
that pretty much was the next. That on Cocoa Hut, I think, were the next citizens to open stores there. And uh, Cocoa Hut became a big draw because um, they're serving Caribbean food and um, just really great food. I mean, I regularly will pick up some lunch from there uh, and or uh, if the weather's um, favorable, you know, eat there, out, especially outside. And that's, by the way, one of the really neat things about what's developed there is this whole kind of sidewalk culture where Half Shell has seats outside and um, – a couple of the other places have ways that you can hang in the streets, in a sense, and, and be a part of what's happening there. You know, then I have to credit um, Vaughn Fourier with the uh, New Corp. They very early on stepped in, again, when things were still on the come. Are they going to happen? Are they not going to happen? Who, who knew? And um, she's a CDFI, a Community Development Finance Corporation. I think I got that right. And um, she loans money to a couple of these small businesses to actually get started there. She she really helped Vera out, and um, I couldn't you know enumerate exactly which stores she was involved in. But again, it was an important um, kind of kick in the behind in a positive way to get things moving there. And um, and she and and Newcorp deserve credit for helping Bayou Road come about. Beverly McKenna is another one of the heroes. She, um, of course, has the Tribune newspaper. She cranks that out. That serves um, the black community, but not solely. It's something that people read to to understand more about the full, diverse culture of our city. So that's already something she's done. Of course, she's done the Free People of Color Museum at the corner of of, uh, Rochelle and Esplanade, and that's been another very important ingredient in in driving the culture of this area. Um, and then she gets involved in ownership of some of the properties along Bayou Road. And then, uh, again, I, I wish she was here and able to, to talk. Maybe we'll get her on another time, but I don't know what it took to do what she did, but she basically really made it possible for the other small businesses that we just mentioned to actually come on um, and get things done. So Cupcake Fairies, for example, uh, sisters Melissa and Michelle started Cupcake Factory um, Fairies in 2009. They're about to celebrate their 10th anniversary. And they're New Orleans natives, and they make, you know, really delicious confections that have been uh, seen on Cupcake Wars, which is um, uh, a program that, you know, compare where uh, cupcake makers compete. She's been on the front page. They've been on the front page of the Times-Picayune and other local and national media. So that's that was a great development for us to bring in, essentially, um, a, a kind of a bakery. And those of you who have been around as long as I have and others remember that right around the corner we used to have a donut shop. I'm such I'm so bad with names. I'm not going to remember. Chance, do you remember the name of that? that bakery around the corner that was on Dorgenois. It was very famous because you could get donuts all night long. You don't remember? I'm so bad at remembering older names that I haven't used recently, but it was was a major spot for getting jelly donuts, regular donuts. It was famous. It was one of those places that people went to all the time. Um, So so now we have a, a little bit of that bakery culture back on the avenue also. Half Shell, you know, they were originally over there on Esplanade, 
And I think actually they, they still have some presence there, right close to uh, Cafe Degas and um, the uh, Mamma Mia's. Is that the name of it? Of the uh, Italian restaurant right there. I'm so bad with names. And that whole little cluster of restaurants. But they open on half shell, and again, they become a community center more than even a business. They become a place where people want to eat outdoors, hang out, have a drink, visit with friends. And so it's become a real community um, oasis, so to speak. Alvin Reese, the owner of Club Carib, again, the, the Club Caribbean has been around for quite a long time, and it has um, it was one of the early people. And I think that property also is one of Beverly's properties. And they came in, and they started their music clubs there. They do barbecues out on the uh, Krushnet Park, which is a, a great thing, is that they're out there um, enlivening what was like a little dead triangle. And um, I was really happy to see um, that development. Uh, but that's been they've been there for since 1999. They're, they're pre-storm, and, and they were very much a part of the neighborhood organizing that was also a part of this. That's a whole other part of the story that I might get to. Um, the people who came together with the Downtown Neighborhoods Improvement Association, DNIA, which is less active right now, but it'll come back. And it was very active, again, in, in stimulating interest in and engagement with, um, with Bayou Road. Who have I missed? Warren, I got Vera, Alvin at the uh, Club Caribbean, um, uh, Cupcake Fairies, and uh, Mark Laws. Um, there are a few others. Of course, there's the um, uh, that restaurant at the corner that um, uh, has has been a, a part of things. Also, has attracted people, and. Um, And I, I think that um, really it's uh, it's a pleasure to have um, the, the folks who are there. Now, why am I doing something about Bayou Road right now? It's because Jazz Fest, when you walk down, you know, we always used to walk down Bayou Road to go to Jazz Fest, but now when you walk down, you, you've got to kind of slow down to a stroll because there's so much going on. There's so much buzz. I mean, I was like... Blown away. I didn't go to most of Jazz Fest this year. I just couldn't quite handle the uh, everything about it. Uh, and I, I, um, the day that I went was Sunday, the last Sunday, and I'm coming back down by road, and it was just a blast. It was, you know, hot, hot, hot. And I said, oh, wow, you know, we've really come of age here. In my newsletter, I talked for quite a while, and I'm not going to talk about it too much today because I'm going to try to get some of the folks who were involved with the um, St. Rose of Lima project for next uh, our next show. But um, you have this whole other development around the church and the schools behind it that were vacant for a long time. And I was actually involved in the startup of that process because I just happened to have had a conversation with a guy named David Villarubia who owns the uh, um, Degas House on Esplanade Avenue, and he was telling me that the school and the churches were vacant, basically, and the, and the priest who was in charge wanted to see something happen with them. So I checked into it. I found out that was true and ultimately worked towards getting a lease for the property, which we got, and raised some grant money and started planning for it. And my idea, I wanted to see an art center in the school, and I wanted to see an architecture program where architects could help the community in the rebuilding. 
Um, as it turns out, um, one of my uh, compatriots, uh, Hal Brown, knew that there was school money to be had and felt it would be a perfect location for some of these new char uh, charter startup schools. So kind of went in that direction. You've got to sometimes follow the money, and that's what had to happen at that time. And then uh, Southern Rep, we always thought a theater company would want the church, and Southern Rep comes in, and they did that. And then a number of co-worker organizations, uh, people who, you know, need smaller offices came into the second school building. So that's on fire, too, and we'll talk about that more next week. But I am joined now by Michelle Burton Otis, is that how you pronounce it, who has um, arrived on the scene. And um, I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm, I have a terrible sweet tooth. I have to admit it. You must have one, too, or she wouldn't have gotten into this business in the first <laughs> I place, have right? A sweet tooth, yes. And um, so I, I, I just, I gobble it all up. And I was thrilled to see you come on with Cupcake Fairies. And I, first of all, you have to tell me about the name because I love the name. It was a brilliant name. Uh, basically, the name itself came about uh, basically from the community. Melissa, which is my sister, and I didn't initially go out to start a cupcake business. It, it, the cupcake business found us. We had a nonprofit called New Orleans Video Voices um, 10 years ago where we helped community members advocate their needs through using media. Um, and we were asked to bake some cupcakes. So at this event... And we stayed up all night baking 300 jumbo cupcakes. Wow. What um, a way to start. 300. Right? 300. Um, neither one of us are, are trained bakers. We're home bakers. Uh, that At that event, because we were suffering from sleep deprivation, someone <laughs> asked uh, ask me. Yeah, something's happened with our audio. Just give us a minute. We'll straighten it out. Plug up. Talk into it now, or should we change the mics? Yeah, let's change mics. All right, we got it going. Okay. Talk. Can you hear me now? No, I still can't hear you. Let's see. I don't think that one's working either, Jazz. I'm not sure. Keep I'll, talking. Oh, okay. there we go. Oh, la, la, cool. la. Great. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Home bakers and yeah. uh, 300 and sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation, very hangry um, that morning. Uh, one of the, the ladies we were working with, Miss Lynetta, just asked me who helped us bake all those cupcakes. And um, I'm a pre-K teacher, and I always tell my kids the fairies are watching you. So the fairies just came out of my mouth. And uh, later on at the event, we just heard people saying cupcake fairies and melissa and i was a little perturbed because we were the ones who baked the cupcakes we didn't know who these cupcake fairies were <laughs> that was getting us credit for the event um the following day the uh the the clinic that we were working with decided to write us a check because also we purchased everything to make these 300 cupcakes and we didn't ask for any money um and on the check it was paid to order the cupcake fairies and as we sat in the car, I was just like, okay. this is a uni- sign from the it universe. Must be, must be cupcake fairies. <laughs> um, so that day we went to Baton Rouge and made it legitimate. Wow, you just moved on it. And we just, we just moved on it. And then um, we got the business license, the bank account, and then it was like, now what? And um, so our first group of clients were the nonprofits that we work with. 
and they started to order from us. So that was 10 years ago. Here we are. I, I mean, you know, uh, what, what astounds me about the little story that you just told is that you went from nothing to something overnight. It's like most people, when they think about forming a business, <laughs> it's a long process, yeah. right? Yeah. They take, they take a, a while going through that whole thing. And, and you, you, you do one event. You, it's not a business event. No. It, it's, it's a, it's a community event, let's call it. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and then just these things all just click in. Yeah. We were like baking to deal with the stress of Katrina and um, uh, what year was this? That that uh, this was in 2009, where we saw the cupcake yeah. fairies. So we we would bake um, at home and share with each other. But it got to the point: the more stress we received from the nonprofit, listening to people's stories, the more we found ourselves baking. And then it got to the point where my husband was like, "I'm done eating this," and her kids were like, "No more." So we started bringing it to the health care clinic <laughs> that we were working with, and the seniors that we were working with at the time. We would give them the, the, the baked goods. So they kind of knew what we were able to do. Um, and we would just create wacky stuff, man, and just, you know, just give it to people and they would like it. And we were like, okay, let's try something else. So um, I think it was like destined, but we didn't know it was destined. We just thought it, it was like therapy. Interesting. You know, destiny is such a funny thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. You, you, um, you hear the word. Mm-hmm. You kind of know that it sort of kind of happens. Yeah. But you don't see it coming. No. And you don't necessarily... Some people claim a destiny, and they say, I, I, I'm destined... Who is it? Uh, this guy from Texas. What's his name again? Uh, Beto. Mm-hmm. Beto says, I'm destined to run for president. Yeah. I was I was made to do this. Really? I don't right. know. <laughs> Maybe, but um, certainly he was destined to be a politician. We're yeah. clear about that. <clears throat> but I think to recognize kind of, your yeah, destiny, I think, is a tricky thing. Yeah. To recognize, and you recognize it in, like, what, 48 hours? Basically, um, you know, my mom has me and Melissa, and I'm the kid that um, I just, you know, if it feels good, I'm going with my gut. Um, my sister, we're both, I'm a Libra Virgo. She's a, a hardcore Libra. Yeah, I'm a Libra Virgo, and she's a hardcore Libra. But um, if if I feel... That the universe, I, I look at my life as a saying, if it washed up, you know, on my beach, it must be there for a reason. So that washed up on my beach, and I was like, let's just go for it. Like, what's the worst thing that can happen? Mm-hmm. To me, it's not trying. It's like the worst thing that can happen. But as we speak about destiny, right, like, that, that's what Bayou Road uh, was for me. Because um, that was my next question. Yeah. Uh, uh, how did you identify, arrive at, and pursue Again, just uh, destiny universe, right? So um, I write. Um, I enjoy writing. And um, when we started Cupcake Fairies, I had this concept of a book. And I used to go and drive around the city to write. And Bayou Road was one of the places where I just felt most comfortable. Um, so I would be on Bayou Road at wee weird hours um, of the night or on Sundays when nobody was on the street. And I would just create Little did I know that 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 would be the future home of Cupcake Fairy. So um, I'm getting chills. <laughs> I'm literally getting chills. So I think like things are just in the. I didn't know at the time that I was finding my creative passion on Bayou Road. That Miss um, McKenna had a dream for it too, right? Um, and so 
our paths cross and um just out of out of blue I was visiting Miss Vera uh, and I asked her you know is there any places available on Bayou Road because at that time we were in the river walk and we were coming up to our end there and I was like it would be really cool to be here because I had found a connection to that street and she was like, I don't know, I'll let you know, you know. And I left her number in um, that, maybe that September. Um, I got a call and, and asked if I was interested in moving on Bayou Road. And, of course, I was ecstatic, um, and I was ready to go. And my sister was like, wait, wait, <laughs> like this is another move. We, all went, we went from the French uh, Quarter to the Riverwalk. Now we're about to move again. And so what we did was we did two pop-ups on Bayou Road um, just to see if the energy was right. And um, the, the vision that Ms. Beverly had for that corridor to make it a place where African-American businesses could go and, um, you know, just, just the beautiful vision she had for the community. Um, it, it just worked and it's right around the corner from where my mother was raised so Whoa. on Columbus Street oh, right no. so it's like the story just grew so when I speak about destiny it is happening whether you know it or not um, and it was just it was always in the plan I had never I didn't know Miss uh, McKenna I never you know knew anything about Pico's Bakery which people oh, Pico's. <laughs> that was the name. you probably didn't hear the part yeah. of the show where I was no Remembering, I was saying this brought baked goods back to yeah. my road, and right around the corner was this famous bakery, yeah. and I couldn't catch it. Pico's, mm-hmm. of course. And then, and, and some of the that's people, what old age brings. To well, me. and then some of the, the community members still live there. They still come and, and visit and tell us beautiful stories about that time, right? So, um, and it's it's so it's so crazy because we get the people that live in a neighborhood but then we started to get like a, a another mix of people and so when I would ask like you know um from like China and we're like where how did you find by your road like China. how did you how did you find and we had one lady every morning she would come and she was from China and get a coffee and she had this routine and I was like how did you find this did you, place you sell coffee too yeah we do sell oh, coffee okay you mm-hmm. see I hate to admit it you hear it. I haven't been in. I gotta come in. Oh, come, come see. Okay, we have a lot of delicious things. But she was staying in one of the, the nearby Airbnbs and she was like, you know, she was like, I just sent her around this area. So it gave her a way to just be a local. I thought she had moved here. And she was like, no, I'm staying at Airbnb. And that's what she does. And so, so many people, I'm like, this is amazing that a space has been you developed have a for lot the community. Of and Airbnb and the, the people in appreciate the yeah and they appreciate that they have you know all of us you know they have a seafood restaurant with a half shell they have a Caribbean restaurant um, they have Carla with how eclectic things she has there's a bookstore there's a theater like there's so many things just in that little block oh, no. like you visit in a world in that little mm. space it's so, so and I'm telling you and you remember the period I'm talking about if you grew up there you yeah. remember how sleepy it was I think I'm right when I say the only store open at one point was the shoemaker this little old guy yeah I wonder what happened to him oh he's I'm sure he's gone Probably, he was yeah. older he was when when I came in 72 he was he was a uh, he was an older guy yeah yeah so I mean but it's it's a it's a bit and you're right Jazz Fest this year was amazing we had you killed thanks it thanks to Wicked Swiss and Sticks and and, Cl- and um 
Half Shell and Cocoa. We had a Sidewalk Karaoke, which you can see me on sidewalk Facebook karaoke. singing my heart that. out. Who was doing that? Who, who <laughs> we did, did that? we did that um, next door at Whiskey and Sticks. When people, as Who's people we? walk, I mean the, the merchants. Yeah, you got all together to do it. Yeah, we were singing together, Kelda and Ken and Mark and myself. Oh, I'm and so sorry I missed that. The, and as people walked by, they would just grab the mic and they did song requests and and uh, it was just really oh, nice. No. Uh, Kids what time dancing. Of day was that, that was at the jazz fest. As people were leaving, it was it was amazing. <laughs> it was fun. So that's I should never sing karaoke again. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. A, everybody tells me I have a beautiful voice, except that I can't sing on key. <laughs> it's really a problem. But because I love to sing, I love music, but I can't sing on key. Right, right. Well. well I think that you just touched on another aspect of Bayou Road that mm-hmm. I think is so important for people to understand. Because I, I corrected, here's Vera. I knew I Vera would come. Um, even even though um, I, I think that uh, it, it, it's so important that we notif- notice that this is not just a series of businesses. Yeah. You can sit there. No? You wanted to sit over there? Okay. Um it's not just a collection of businesses. It is a community. And I, in my introduction, I was talking about Vera and how yeah. her store was never just a store. No. It was always a community. That's its title as the community book center. Mm-hmm. And so I, that spirit has been there from, well, really since Vera was there. Before yeah. Vera, it before. Was, again, well, before, before I don't know about, because before, to me, except for positive vibrations on the corner, and was that sports place? You, you are the sports place, and yeah, that was closed. And yeah. then I, I, I the King I, and Queen Emporium have been there for. Well, they, I, how long have they? No, they're not from before. They're not from before. I'm not sure, but I know that um, it was positive vibrations. Yeah, I remember it, yeah. that drew me to the okay, area. Okay, yeah. Oh, they preceded yeah, you. They, okay. Yeah, yeah, they were on the corner first. Yeah, and we were on Broad. And we would oftentimes send DM each Boo. other DM Boo. Yeah. Uh, we would oftentimes send each other businesses. Mm-hmm. And so when we were um, having to move off of North Broad mm-hmm. and was looking for a space, we were just looking in that area. Actually, at the little gray house. That's why our initial the, the rectory house or I'm no, not... just the little by the oh, kitchen. Oh, with... across the street. Oh, that right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was our first site, and wow. we was like. My um, cousin, uh, Lynette Gordon with Spectrum Design, she's an architect. She was like, no, we got to keep looking. And mm-hmm. as we turned into the parking lot by Mary's floor world mm-hmm. and was about to turn around and leave, we saw Mary, and at that point she notified us that her building was for sale, wow. even there was no for sale sign. And then we proceeded Destiny. to... Absolutely. <laughs> Did you hear part of the show before you came? No, she I've was been... talking a lot about... A whole story of, of destiny where, she, you know, how she got into the cupcake business in the beginning was just kind of churning them out for this one nonprofit event, um, made 300 um, uh, cupcakes, and, and somewhere along in the evening somebody said something about cupcake fairies, and then the name just kind of stuck through the night. And next thing you know, but what, what, what amazed me about them is they jumped on it so fast to turn it into a business because it was literally days later that they incorporated over the bank account and then said, okay, now what? That's good at paperwork. Yeah, it's on. And then, they, and then they land back on 
by a road near where she grew up because her mama grew up on, on Columbus Street. Columbus wow. Street. Wow. Is that, is that, I mean, I'm getting chills every minute <laughs> I'm talking. But even more so, what's funny, the 300, the number 300, mm-hmm. I started Community Book Center with $300 wow. of oh my, my personal savings. Oh, my God. Because wow. I didn't have any, you know, startup cap. Yeah, that yeah, was my right. startup yeah, capital. Yeah, yeah. It was oh, just m- more so uh, a community service um, than a business idea. Mm-hmm. It was just providing a service, and therefore it was for the community. The specialty was books, mm-hmm. and it was not in a s- commercial location. It was in my parents' home, so therefore it was... Center, so Community Book Center was born. Beautiful. In, Almost in, in 36 your, years ago. In your home, in your in my parents' oh, home, in the Lord Ninth Ward. Mm, wow. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until maybe a year or better, longer, that we actually had a commercial location. Mm-hmm. And even though it was initially myself, and you know, that started it. Mm-hmm. The whole community, we, you know, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, we've grown from home-based to a a, a stand in a a gift shop, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Denise Ballard. Mm -hmm. She had a a, a greenery everywhere Mm -hmm. on Poland and Claiborne. She had a little um, gift shop in the basement of her home Mm. and she allowed us to put a stand there and then later allowed us to have a separate room and we grew from there and ended up on Ursulines and St. Claude and I discovered that um, leaving an interview with the Jazz and Heritage Festival on my way home and I spotted the building it said for sale Mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't buy a building, but I still pursued it, mm-hmm. and they were willing to lease it. Wow. And we stayed in that building almost six or seven years until we moved into the North Broad location. And again, we were there for six or seven years until mm-hmm. we uh, landed on Bayou Road, and that was quite significant because we moved there in 2003, mm-hmm. which marked our 20th anniversary. And at that point, we said that if we were going to continue to do what we were doing, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Kujichagalia and self-determination, mm-hmm. then we had to begin to dig in and settle our stakes in a, in a community. And it was important that we were in a community right. and not on a major thoroughfare, mm-hmm. if you will. We thought Broad Street was going to be really good because mm-hmm. it was high traffic, but um, it was just traffic. It was just traffic. People just passing yeah. by. And people yeah. would say to us all the time, oh, I pass by your shop all the time. And it's like, well, why don't you stop sometime? But then the, the parking, yeah. you know, um, was an issue. And, um, you know, it, it, it was a good thing that we did move um, when we moved. And um, I think that it's been a really good um move not only for Community Book Center, but for Bayou Road itself and, and knowing the history of Bayou Road and also having been familiar with some of the 
previous businesses yeah. on Bayou Road. I think that what we're doing today um, is is important, mm-hmm. and we can do nothing but continue to build up on that. And uh, the, be- the thing I love the most is that it's family-owned and ran businesses, right? It's not Absolutely. it's not commercial businesses. Um, you know, it's for us. It's me, my sister, my mom, my husband, and my my nieces and nephews. We make it and run it, and um, he goes next door, you know, husband and wife. So it's it's like it's all family-ran businesses. So you get that personal touch. Um, I was talking to some uh, kids from a program around the corner. They came to visit. They're in a culinary arts program. They were finishing up, and they had, like, a lot of questions to ask about being in, you know, business and, and whatever. And I was like, the thing I love most, like, what makes me happy about Bayou Road is that at any minute, like, the kids, the Bayou Road kids is what I call them, the children of the business owners are walking up and down, you know, just coming it's in It's a safe out. zone. Right. And it's just like, this is what it's supposed to be about. This is community. This is what community is, right? Uh, you know, Sasha and Kapori are coming like, where are you going? My kitchen witch. Like, mm-hmm. thank you, kitchen witch. You're the best babysitter ever, right? right? right. <laughs> so they go play chess and, and hang out at kitchen witch and play, you know, um, and then come back. Because it's like, it, and I'm like, this is community. This is this is what it's about, and and as a African American business, a black business, to have a a hub where I can communicate with other same like business owners, and you can understand my plight, right? Um, and to be part of somebody's vision uh, of Miss McKenna, to be part of that vision, and to be part of the people visiting New Orleans, and you know, at the different Airbnbs, and at at you know the museum, the people go to the museum and they come to Bayou Road. It's like an extension. The community of itself is just a great extension. People from the New Orleans Museum of Art. No, no, Le Musée. Oh, yeah, Le Musée. Yeah, Le Yeah, yeah. They'll, you know, they'll take well, that tour the and they'll come across the too. street What's too. The yeah, well, actually, um, Nick Aziz, he um, oh, curates sure he the in, yeah. um, Mobile Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, he participated in the Kids Smart activity this which past which was amazing. Weekend. And uh, I just uh, appreciate the collaboration yes. and how um, each um, person. Um, works together not only to better and make their own businesses successful, mm-hmm. but that we support each, each other. other. Yeah, that is a blessing. And, um, Let, let's, um, before we, uh, I, I don't want to go to the end of the show without. Um, let's kind of go down the list. Let's, yeah. let's, let's do an inventory okay. of all the stores. And maybe, Vera, since you've been there the longest, you know when folks came on stream. So let's do it a little bit chronologically without trying to be totally precise. But uh, you and, pos- let's say, Positive Vibrations. Yeah, Positive Vibrations. I know. I'm so sorry they're gone. Yeah, yeah, that was un- unfortunate. Um, they were there for... Almost 15 years mm-hmm. in that location. And, and that was right at the corner of Broad. The and, sign is uh, still Bayou up there. Road. Yeah. I know. Isn't that amazing <laughs> that there's a presence? You know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, after post-Katrina, they didn't return. Um, but prior to that, um, Pam with Cocoa Hut mm-hmm. um, was there. And her story is amazing in mm-hmm. terms of... Um, grilling and jerking on the sidewalk and preparing the sides 
from her home mm-hmm. upstairs in the um, pink building. The pink and building. so, you know, the determination yeah. to to have, and then um, Miss McKenna giving her an opportunity to have an actual restaurant mm-hmm. and space. Then we had uh, Dewana Makiva. She had the Beauty on the Bayou. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I think Community Book Center, we were there um, next. And post-Katrina, uh, Yashika Jordan, she had the brilliant idea to provide a much-needed service uh, with her daycare center. Mm. And she opened up a daycare center which serviced a lot of people who otherwise would not have had an opportunity to have safe, affordable child care in order to come back, in order to come back and, you know, to rebuild. Mm -hmm. So it was myself, Yashika, Pam, and Dewana, Mm -hmm. who were named um, the Bells of Bayou Road. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we got a lot of traction from from that. And um, Matt with Domino Sound. Mm Mm-hmm was down the street. Um, when did he come in? I'm not exactly sure. Because he was pretty early, too. He's been yeah, there. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He was definitely there right at uh, post-Katrina. And, and he specializes before. in reggae music and, and, and others, of course. LPs, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has LPs. a large, extens- extensive reggae collection. Um, there were some other buildings, uh, businesses across the street, Mm-hmm. Uh, a men's haberdashery and uh, a beauty salon um, in the in the yellow building behind the buffet. And the buffet at the time was a, a corner grocery store. Mm. And um, after Katrina, the the back of the building was completely leveled. The wind oh. just took the back off of it. Oh. And Mr. Porsche with his construction company was there. Oh, so that's what happened to Porsche, and I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Por- Porsche wasn't destroyed like that. The little um, where Keisha's beauty salon is, oh. that was destroyed, and um, McCarty's was there. Mm-hmm. McCarty's comes. I think a the bit nail, the nail up. shop. No, they were there for Katrina. They were there pre-Katrina. I guess um, they were there pre-Katrina, but not pretty close in. Yeah, well, I didn't really come until 2003. Mm-hmm. So we had just gotten there. So, you know, what 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 other uh, businesses were there? But now as we go from um, Al and the Reggae Club, Club Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Bago- He's been there a while, too. Yeah, Bogota um, Coffee Shop. Um, and I, I want to talk about Bogota for a minute, too, because... Um, uh, Pagoda is a whole different demo, right? It's it's the hipster, right. newbie, young, some of them gentrifiers, mm-hmm. and, and some of them from just, they're all over, too. They're coming from all over. Yeah. Because they have um, a network of people. But I, I love the combination of Pagoda and everything else happening mm-hmm. on Bayou Road. I think the, the combination is what makes it so rich yeah. that it is diverse. And so I, I would say uh, majority, not and not exclusively, but the majority of people who go to Pagoda are more white folks from wherever. But um, so that, you know, that just mixes it up. And I, I, I appreciate that. I like that. 
I mean, you can see all kind of people on Bayou yeah. Road. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you could, you know, you can see all kind of people on, on Bayou Road. I, I, I'm just blessed to to be there. Um, you know, we've and we like you. We did the move. You know. From the home business to we were in a French market. I remember we, we I connected you. That's why I with, told the story yeah. when I came in yeah. to ask you, remember? She's yeah. Story. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I had went back to teaching because I thought I was done with teaching, but teaching wasn't done with me. So I had returned back to the school system and, and then I got the call. And yeah. And it was like, yeah, of course. But Melissa was like, wait. But, um, I'm, you know, I don't stick my toe in the water. I just jump in. I figure it out. Right. You know. I think that the uh, Eagles Gentleman Spa with the d- various services that they offer, yes. acupuncture, yeah. massage, manicures, and pedicures, focused on men but also mm-hmm. providing services for women as well is a plus. The yeah. Cupcake Fairies and what you do and your future plans of yeah. expanding yeah, we, um, didn't, we didn't get to that part. Yeah. And um, new to the block is uh, whiskey, and, whiskey and, sticks. and sticks with uh, Kelda. Now I haven't Summer. been in whiskey and sticks oh. yet either. So what? Tell me about that. It's um, a cigar bar, and they have fine. Um, they sell fine whiskeys and liquor. They have um, set, um, tastings mm-hmm. and cigar uh, rolling classes. Cigar rolling classes. They do a. Uh, um, karaoke night mm-hmm. they Trivia have all different night. kinds of activities mm-hmm. and they draw a different mix of people yeah. into the area they've added a very beautiful patio mm-hmm. um on the outside and um both that's another thing i pointed out is how much sidewalk um dining you can do yeah here. and that that's so attractive it right is. yeah and then um Pam, with her cocoa hut, yeah. has been happening, and people right. come. It's a stable. The half shell, yeah, moving from Esplanade to Bayou Road. And amazing charbroil oysters and gumbo. Yeah, and they not only have you know the restaurant, but they also um, host private events, parties, and I hear they have a nice garden in the back. They Y'all have a beautiful uh, backyard. Yeah. So and, and then you have Carla with Material Life. Material she, Life. All of her beautiful uh, collectibles and eclectic things that she has. I have to keep myself I'm always know. in there, but I have to. She, I, I think, I don't know if I'm the only person she allows to do layaway, but I'm on a layaway plan. <laughs> no, well, I think it must be a Bayou Road business Bayou thing. Road. She knows that we're we struggling. So, yeah, so it's uh, lovely items and it's stuff beautiful. we have in there. We have, um, you know, Community Book Center. We're very excited about our uh, facelift um, and the facade. Renew based upon um, from the Nora grant, so we're continuing. It's a work in um, progress. So you know, I just want to. You, you mentioned the word struggle, and I know for many years before all of this <coughs> explosion on Bayou Road that that you did. You had some pretty rough years there, where you weren't sure you were going to make it going forward. Yeah, I think that it's it's in this economy today. It's a day-to-day struggle, not only for um, small mom-and-pop businesses like us, but mm-hmm. when you look at you big malls. Yeah. big yeah. malls, uh, major corporations. I just want you to know that I do not shop Amazon. 
Right. I will well, occasionally they don't pay taxes. buy direct. I pay more store. taxes than Amazon. Right. I, 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 I some, yeah. Right. I always, exactly. As a business, I, I pay don't more need to taxes. make Mr. Bezos any richer than he already is. So I buy local. The only time I buy online is from a company that has something that a local store doesn't sure. buy. I yeah. go to my local store first. Do they have it? Great. They don't have it. I really desperately want it that I'm going to go to. Yeah, them. and that's important. And and, and thus, um, we're very proud of the Welcome um, 300 magazine, <laughs> 300, uh, that um, Tribune, um, McKenna Publica- Publications, and the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau mm-hmm. teamed up together to produce which is an excellent guide uh, for that highlights African-American businesses and tourist attractions and services for folks coming to New Orleans. Oftentimes, we're marginalized and not included in the main scheme of things right. as it relates to, you know, tourism. And I, w- I remember when um, Mitch Landry was lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. and he re- uh, was on live with on WBOK mm-hmm. uh, from Little Dizzy's mm-hmm. broadcasting from Little Dizzy's, and they were talking about tourism and this that, and the other. And I had to get off the interstate and go. And my issue was, it's like when is yeah. some of this going yeah. to Tr- trickle, trickle down to New uh, Bayou, Bayou Road? Road? Right. Even in terms of major African American events such yeah. as Bayou Classic. Yeah. Essence, Essence yeah. we still don't get it, and no. the tour buses go straight down Esplanade, yeah. and they make they it's just a cut, right? And if you wanted to be really fair and do a historical thing, you would include right. Bayou Road, yeah. the oldest street in the city, in the city. But um, they've done an excellent job in highlighting Bayou Road, the businesses on Bayou Road, yeah, and the services, yeah. in addition to other businesses and. Um, attractions, tourist attractions around the city. They're in the process of um, coming up with the new, the new one, yeah. one. And if you want to, you can contact um, McKenna Publishing to be included. If you were not included yeah. in this issue, I don't think it's too late. No, but it's not. I would encourage you to like make haste and because and we get a lot of leads from um people who wouldn't have normally come to Bayou Road exactly. and they find it in that in that book. Hmm. Um another another thing that helped us was um an influencer Nia did the she did her list just as a, another thing as like Destiny a fluke she was at work and thought that she would type up a list of the places she liked to visit in New Orleans and post it for people who were coming in the city for um, Essence and it just caught on like wildfire and we were on that list and we just kept getting people in and we're like how did you find out about us now we were on Cupcake Wars so we have those our followers from the Food Network so we have that but this was a new demographic of exactly. people and, and they're coming from that book and they're coming from the list so it's extremely important to get the word out about Bayou Road and what we have to offer. Yeah, and I think that also um, with um, the Les Musées yeah. sending people from yeah, their tours yeah, to exactly. us. Um, Mikola Iverson, yeah, we're all yes, about that tours. Yes, yes. Intentionally bringing yes. tours to Bayou Road. Right. They actually end up on Bayou Road. Right. And um, Malik Bartholomew Malik with does, No right. Nola um, tours. Oh. I'm going to be bringing one by you that's going to be a very important one 
um, next week, actually. I'm not up to my final. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just day by day like right. the rest of us. Yeah. Uh, but um, the people from the Convention and Visitors Bureau PR department, I'm, I'm doing a tour for them. Oh, that would be nice. Uh, so I'm going down, down the Bayou Road. Road. Yeah, welcome on Bayou Road. And if I could we'll just... end up there maybe and have a, like a end-of-the-day uh, cocktails or something there. Yeah. And if I could just say like immediately like after this, we're hosting um, an event, and that's part of the thing also that brings us the special yeah. events that we have and the special guests that we host. Um, we're having um, Adrienne Marie Brown. Okay. She's the author of Octavius Brood, and it's a book about sci-fi and oh, wow. um, celebrating the work of Octavia Butler, as well as her book, Emergent Strategies, mm-hmm. and her latest book, Pleasure Activism. Mm-hmm. Um, she just arrived and came by. And um, but she's going to come back later today at eight o'clock okay. at Community Book Center and have a discussion tonight. And tonight, tonight. yes, right. Wednesday the fifteenth um, tonight at eight o'clock, and um, you won't want to miss it. Okay, she's a giant um, in the literary world. But we're we're geared up. We're excited about the activities that are, are going to be coming down during um, Essence Festival weekend. Maybe we work um, together. So maybe yeah. you don't go to Essence, but Essence comes to you. Yeah. yeah, well, we are the essence of New Orleans. <laughs> yes, we are, by your road, the true yeah. essence. And, and we, we have a Juneteenth festival yes. um, coming up. Um, so there's a lot going on. And there's a lot coming this summer, too, from uh, the Cupcake Fairies. And, and the, uh, the, uh, another thing is, like, we all work closely together, and we cross-promote, and I love that. And we kind of have, like, have, like, a non-verbal, non-compete clause. Like, you know, if you're selling fish tacos, I'm not going to sell fish tacos, right? So we have that that's working together beautifully. We cross-promote. We elevate one another. Um and, and we, with so our clients, I, I share about that. I wish you would um, give me a, 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 your calendar items for, you know, in my newsletter that I put out, I have um, uh, always a uh, coming attraction section. Hmm. Yeah, well, that would be good to know, and I will do that. However, we were really fortunate to have, um, we just found out about this like Friday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in general. Because, in general. And that's yeah, what like I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, yeah. We'll just, get that together yeah. um, to we, put we together we the calendar. Column. We have both an ad column if you want to buy some advertising. Oh, right. but, uh, but the coming attractions are free, put in publicity for whatever. Okay. Um, what One of the things that I we really like. have right. um, pushed, and I have since you know I started, is that when authors or special um, celebrity guests are in town for conferences or workshops or other things, if they have time, just stop in at the book center and do some community-related stuff. And that's what happened. Uh, Adrienne Marie Brown is in town to do something else, and she reached out to us to see if we could possibly host an event with her. And she was arrived this evening and is only available this evening, but she made it her point to 
come well, maybe into the community. So we encourage the community to come out tonight. And what's your normal hours? Cupcake Fairies, we're open um, Tuesday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There you go. But we also host uh, king cake baking classes, if you like. King cake baking classes. Yeah. 24-7. Well, not 24-7, <laughs> but throughout the year. Throughout the year. Not just at Mardi yeah, Gras time. you can always bake a king cake. Yes. I, I, I've got to check in on that because at one time somebody tried to show me how to make one with guava in it, the way they put guava in the little puff pastry yeah. set pagoda, and I love guava. So um, maybe I can come by and make one with Bob. I'm getting the sign from Jazz. He has got my theme song going. That means, man, you filled up the hour. I was afraid I was going to have to talk the whole thing by myself. And I was telling everybody, I'm not Rachel Maddow. I can't just <laughs> express. I can't just, you know, uh, go on and on. I like to have my people to talk to me and with me. So thank you so much, Vera Warren Williams and Miss. Miss, miss, miss. Well, no, I want to say cupcake fairy. fairy. That's fine. And, That's what uh, now people normally call me in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> cupcake fairy. Walmart, Melissa sister. Melissa. Said, um, <laughs> no, which one Michelle are you? Right, Burton, Otis. Yes. From cupcake fairies. I, I, I've got. You know, I've been avoiding it truthfully. Oh, come on in. Anyway, everything in moderation. Cross out conversations. <laughs> yeah, you could cut it in fours. You sure uh, can. It has smaller. a lid on it. You can yeah, eat a little right. now and save yeah, a little right. for later. I can cut a cupcake in fours. Sure. <laughs> right. Okay. Thank, Thank you, everybody, Thank for you listening so in. And uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to talk a little bit more about Bayou Road next week. We'll go into a little bit more of the church and the schools and what's happening over there. Because yeah. it's my neighborhood. What can I say? There Thank it you. Is. All right. Thank All right. you for listening, Thank everybody. You. Thank you.